Good evening. We'd, I'd like to call the Foxborough School Committee meeting to order February 7th. Uh, the agenda tonight is at 7 o'clock visitors, 7.05 approval of minutes, 7.10 art curriculum review, Mr. Jerry Roy. 7.30, the FY12 CIP request, Dr. Christopher Martis, Mr. Paul Jackson. 7.45, the draft FY12 school calendar, Dr. Christopher Martis. 8.05, other matters and adjournment. We'll start with uh, visitors, 7 o'clock. Any visitors that wish to be heard? Seeing none, we'll move on to approval of minutes. Are there any changes or additions to the minutes for January 31st? I'll make a motion. I'll second. Okay. Any uh, further discussion? All those in favor? 4-0. Okay, we're going to move right on to the art curriculum review. Mr. Jerry Roy. Okay, I'll frame now while Jerry comes up. And um, as the committee knows, and I think as the public's aware, we. Uh, spend a good deal of time looking at each, uh, each of our curriculum uh, areas in a, in a cycle, and uh, Debbie Spinelli and her team lead that effort and work closely with, with our department <coughs> leaders, uh, and our directors to do that. And uh, this year, uh, the art program uh, is up for review. So I don't know if you have anything else that you want. No, this is part of our regular cycle. You saw it on... Um on this cycle for last year, so actually the two fine arts programs, art and music, we also had business and technical <coughs> education reviews last year, so we actually had four. So those, the first two we finished in the spring, and the two fine arts started in the spring and finished in the fall, and music is uh, going to be wrapped up shortly, so you'll be hearing from that as well. So uh, Jerry is here, you know Jerry, the art department head, and uh, the other three people who worked in the art review are Marianne Capeman, so I'll see right here, Thanks Linda you. Lorman uh, from the el representing the elementary, and Diane Horton representing the middle school. So take it away, Jerry. Uh, uh, thank you, first of all. And I'd like to thank my team, uh, Linda, Diane, Marianne, uh, for all the hard work that they did, and uh, uh, Ms. Spinelli for all the hard work that she did on this uh, uh, review. Uh, just to highlight a couple of things, and then I want to point out uh, some accomplishments that we've had over the years, and then if there's any questions. I know you've all read this. Uh, uh, in, in 1984, there were 2.2 art teachers employed by the Foxborough Public Schools. One teaching art to elementary age children in multiple buildings. The second teaching art uh, for grades 7 and 8. Uh, at the junior high school, which would later become the John J. Hearn Middle School, and a .2R teacher 20, teaching 25 students at the high school, which at the time had a population of over 1,000 students. Presently, the district employs 6.6 .6 full-time art teachers and a .4 department head. The district employs two full-time elementary art teachers, providing positive curriculum-based experiences to a large elementary-age population in three different buildings. The John J. Hearn Middle School is staffed by two full-time art instructors charged with the task of providing age-appropriate lessons that both interest and stimulate a varied student population. The high school art staff has grown from a .2 teacher working with those 25 eager art students with limited supplies and resources to a staff of 2.8 full-time professional artist teachers working in three discipline-based professional studios with the latest equipment and sufficient supplies to provide the highest quality visual arts education possible to more than 300 plus students that elect 
to participate in the art program at Foxborough High School on a yearly basis. The arts are truly alive and flourishing in Foxborough Public Schools. <coughs> uh, now just a few highlights in the packet. Uh, over the past years, hundreds of Foxborough High School students have won Boston Globe Scholastic Art Awards in all media, including a, wide representation, uh, including a wide representation of the high school population. This includes three national award winners and a regional golden, uh, gold medal portfolio award winner. In fact, this year, uh, I'm pleased to announce that we've won 17 additional awards. Uh, in fact, Ms. <coughs> Juliet Weiss, who's sitting right with us, uh, came home with two awards. Mm -hmm. so, Congratulations, Julia. And I have sent a letter to uh, Dr. Martis and... Hey, Jerry, just to pick up on that, I think what we've uh, tried to do in the past is uh, invite... Uh, now, Julia, we won't have to invite because we expect her to get... <laughs> but uh, we could invite others, uh, and hopefully Julia will join us. Uh, but uh, it would be nice to recognize uh, all of those students. I, I see some familiar names here, and, and uh, I think we're very, very proud. Mm -hmm. So just picking up on that, we'll contact you and uh, see if we can get uh, students to a future meeting so that we can recognize them. That was quite the show. Mm -hmm. I think it's a testament to the kids, first of all, and to the program, uh, uh, the complete program, the sequentialness of, of the program and the dedication of the teachers that provide that education to the young people of Foxborough. Uh, just a few other things. Uh, more than 95% of Foxborough High School art students who chose art schools for post-secondary education have graduated from those schools. The national art school dropout rate is 25% compared to our 5%. Uh, parents who have contacted the art department faculty uh, give positive feedback relative to their child's growth uh, and enjoyment of our program. The physical facilities, equipment, supplies, support, delivery of comprehensive program in a professional studio setting. Uh, we're working on right now upgrading the CBAD lab uh, to the latest iMac computers. Uh, grades K through 6 curriculum has been aligned with the state frameworks and formatted utilizing the district curriculum template. The elementary art teachers have made several uh, recent improvements to the K-4 elementary art program, including establishing rubrics to evaluate student artwork including essential questions uh, in the curriculum, providing clear writing prompts, questions for students to respond to, creative writing, art projects for grades three and four, and creating con continuity in the curriculum uh, and equity among schools. Uh, just a few more things. Uh, the art department has established positive relationships and partnerships with the community and businesses. Invensys has donated the past several years, well in excess of $18,000 to purchase industry standard software and hardware which supports the computer graphics studio at the high school. These donations were made possible by the hard work of a couple of people. The first person <coughs> is the school to work coordinator for our town, Mrs. Ellen Pillsbury, and Mr. John Ava, Vice President in Vences Foxborough. I would like to personally thank Mr. Ava uh, and Ms. Pillsbury for their continued support over the years, for without it, the program would not continue to thrive, and I'd like to thank them both personally. Uh, the Art Department has established a positive working relationship with InStock Design from Mansfield, Mass. InStock has donated a $10,000 HP 48-inch wide large format plotter printer and uh, uh, 
to the art department several years ago. Thanks to InStock Design's generous donation, the printer is used on a daily basis and continues to function flawlessly. That printer presently is housed in Mr. DeBona's room and, um, as I said, is used on a daily basis. Uh, you've read the recommendations and the conclusions. Uh, I think one recommendation I'd like to point out is uh, an attempt to create more opportunities for interdisciplinary planning and curriculum connections at the elementary level. And I think that could hold true for all levels. Uh, we're uh, presently looking at rewriting the seventh and eighth grade curriculum to align with the Massachusetts State Frameworks and reformat the, to conform to the district's template. And in conclusion, uh, I'd like to just say a comprehensive art program, art education program provides an academic enrichment, critical thinking skills, appreciation for the arts, as well as a personal satisfaction for all students enrolled in art classes. We will continue to reach out to the community for support and form partnerships in an effort to extend student learning beyond the walls of Foxborough High School. The arts are alive and well for the young people of Foxborough Public Schools, thanks to the dedication and hard work of many creative and talented people. Thank you, and let the work continue for another 27 years. And I'd like to thank the school committee over the years also for all their support. Uh, no matter how many of the faces change here, uh, the support is always, is always here for the arts. And that is, that is the testament to you people and to the town of Foxborough. And I've been here for quite a few years and I want to thank all of you for that. And I'd like to just give a special thanks if he's watching, he might be, Mr. Rex. I bet he is watching. I bet he is watching too. Uh, one thing I'd like to do is point out the the images on the board, I have two images. Those are photographs taken by a young person in our art department and printed in the seabed lab. Uh, two panoramas. And he, as you know, he took a series, or if you don't know, he took a series of photographs and he had to stitch these together. And Photoshop comes with a, with a plug-in that does that. But he got frustrated with it and said it didn't work well. So he did this all on his own within Photoshop. Tom Grossman is his name, and he's a senior. And he's looking at, uh, I think, University of uh, Maine? And New Hampshire. And New Hampshire. And here's the second one. This was taken right outside his house in Foxville. Just a beautiful work, outstanding work. So those are some of the types of things that we're doing. I think I remember the night you had the printer in here that was donated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do we have it sitting yeah. over here? Yeah. Yeah. That was, the, that was the printer that's in Ralph's room. We also have another one that's a little smaller in the seabed room. So we have, we have, in fact, Juliet, didn't you make mention one time you came back and the colleges that she's visited were surprised at her portfolio and the stuff that she had in it and how that stuff was produced in, in the facilities that we have here they are just outstanding. Seems so like to give the kids the greatest opportunity to succeed on, on that next level, uh, it, it's just a, it's, a, it's a really positive feeling. Jerry, it seems like we've, we've come a long way from the 2.2 R teachers that you described. <laughs> I, this is just incredible. I think that people, I don't know if they have a sense uh, about all the opportunities 
for learning. And I mean, these are great visuals to see, and uh, certainly the list of uh, achievements that we'll hear more about at another school committee meeting is just representative of all the work that you and all of your uh, department uh, is doing for the students here in Foxborough. So I think you're doing a tremendous job. And uh, certainly this is, uh, for those people at home, Jerry read from uh, his program review, but it, it, it was just snippets from it. There's certainly even more information about things that have been going on in the department. And, um, and so it's quite comprehensive what, what you detail here. So um, uh, I just can't right. emphasize enough though the people that that are that are in my department that that are are contributing on a daily basis Ms. Cahan spends uh, literally hours and hours helping young people prepare their portfolios and photograph their portfolios and 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 making sure they're exactly right and the presentation is exactly right so it's a matter of of, of the people that we have working with the young people their knowledge base and how they pass that knowledge on to the kids and that you know not only uh, teaching art, but also doing art. They see our art all the time. And I think, you know, uh, Steve Massey said a long time ago that the best thing you can do is, is just model uh, that whatever behavior you want to get across to the young people. And, and the idea that we're all professional artists uh, really speaks volumes to them about, you know, walking the walk and talking the talk. Yeah, I know from my own vantage point, my kids have gone through the system and I, th I think Jerry and his love of, of art and the people that he has in his system are a testament to, to the caliber of students that go through here and want to stay in the program. I mean, certainly if you're discouraged, you're not going to continue, but I think you, you and your staff continue to bring out the best in our students, so why wouldn't they want to pursue it? Juliet, I, I'm sure you can speak to that. Yeah, I owe um, my life to all of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's one more avenue, and it's an area that we haven't cut here in Foxborough. There's a lot of systems, unfortunately, they don't buy into the arts, and when you're going to make cuts, it's one of the first ones to go. And, in, and if we don't inspire them on an elementary level and bring them up through the, the ropes, then we're not going to capture their attention by the time they're in high school. You know, it's your first love and how you continue it. And, you know, this is a very wonderful program, and you've always been a part of it, Jerry, and I appreciate that. You know, that's a good point you said if we don't pick them up when they're young because yeah. there are a lot of kids who convince themselves they aren't good, they aren't good mm -hmm. at art if, if they don't have successful experiences yeah. early on or develop that passion. And um, I know pretty soon parents are going to be deciding whether they want full-day kindergarten or half-day kindergarten. That registration's already started. And one of the highlights, really, that you saw in the report is that um, our full-day kindergarten students, one of the benefits is that they get uh, real art classes from a real art teacher yeah. and a real artist mm -hmm. themselves. So the elementary art teachers, uh, Linda Lohman and Clara Schuster, have worked really hard developing a, a kindergarten curriculum, which didn't exist before. And we've seen great results from, they have those kindergarten students twice a cycle. Every six-day cycle, they have two art classes. And that's made a world of difference in terms of developing those yeah. early concept skills and that confidence <coughs> and interest and passion. So I just thought I'd knit those two things together. Okay. That that, um, that has just gotten rave reviews, so it does start young. If I can pick can up I, on oh. that one point, is, is the, the elementary principals have done an outstanding job mm -hmm. in, in terms of scheduling time, but not, in, not just scheduling time, scheduling meaningful time for kids. Mm -hmm. Years and years ago, it was like 20 minutes, 22 mm -hmm. minutes, 25 minutes. Now that the kids are getting uh, art uh, in, in a meaningful amount of time uh, and, and over a, a long duration of time, 
uh, not just for you know, a half a year here and, and something like that, but, but something that's being consistent now from year to year, which, which wasn't always the case. And I just want to compliment them for, for because I know it's an awfully difficult job to schedule an elementary building, uh, and they do an outstanding job with that. Does a message like that get back to them, to the principals? I mean, I guess you guys probably are the ones who have to carry it. But we should be sure to thank them, because I agree with everything you said. It's an impressive program. It starts there. We should thank them. You're right. And, and thank I, you, Jerry. And I'd like to add, you know, we are all about student achievement, and so many people treat art as fluff, and it's not. This is student achievement in and of itself <clears throat> because our students go on to places where in, in, in a highly competitive environment um, they not only do well but they're graduating <coughs> at, a, at a higher rate than other art students and um, I, I do know and I'll, I'll share with you I had a, um, two calls one in the fall from a panicked parent who whose um, student decided to all of a sudden only apply to art schools and didn't know how to go about it and I knew enough just to, to mention portfolio and your name <laughs> and I have to tell you that I got a call back they um, you worked with this student who was very very talented but the portfolio fell short of what we of, of what the competition what's expected and uh, the second uh, parent was was um, called to uh, rave is that this student was accepted at Mass College of Art didn't know if that would have highly competitive environment mm -hmm. that is what they're going to major in and it's all because of of the art department and you service hundreds of students and it's student achievement in and of itself we also have you know school to work there are others who take those courses and will and will use those uh, throughout their life so I, I, I think it's uh, it's it's so good to see how our review cycle is that lens to to keep that going and um, <coughs> you keep achieving within uh, the bounds of, of of what you do and and it's so important um, to our to our students and I'm just so glad that that's an area we never cut we did have to get you more minutes that was 2004 we did take a lot of heat Martha <laughs> we were they were too, parents were not too happy but I do remember the day a decade ago parents were delivering the art. To, to get it in, to get it in as enrichment, they had the art dose, docent program, and later that became the art enrichment. And parents had to had to do that. And because of the value of that, it, and even a budget crunch, it did eventually get funded. And I think the payoff all these years later is this is what this program represents. So I think that is important. Well, I think I, I need to give Miss Cahan any credit for the, for portfolio and producing those portfolios and getting those kids ready. And I think that's one thing that's nice about our department is, is everybody is, is working with their strengths and working to their strengths, and I think that's a benefit, benefit of the kids. Uh, one interesting little note, if you get a chance, and, and, and uh, 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 Ms. Spinelli and I talked about this earlier, is if, if you get a chance, Google Anna Conway. Anna Conway is a former student of ours who got into Carnegie Mellon uh, for there was some economic difficulty, came back to us and said, Mr. Roy, I can't go back to Carnegie Mellon. What am I going to do? I said, Anna, we're going to shoot your portfolio, and you're going to apply to Cooper Union. We did. She did. She graduated. Now she is one of the top 100 artists in America, working, making money, producing art in New York City. And one of the foremost painters up-and-coming painters in the nation. So there's a real success story. So you get a chance to Google her.
<coughs> Outstanding. Yeah. Katie, may I yeah. ask Jerry a question? While you're here, could I, and thank you for this very thorough review, but can I switch gears? It's kind of a budget question, if that's okay. Um, we had heard some rumors that there was some looking into um, Windows um, systems versus Mac. And Paul Barlotti came before us and did a wonderful job explaining all what we need to be current in our computer hardware and software. And you were able to persuade him because there was there, some say that you know the Windows is up and coming and will be as competitive as Mac. And you were able to persuade him that the outstanding system is still Mac, and why we need to be committed to that. Could you kind of share for all of us and for our our uh, parents and and the public at home what makes that still outstanding to st and and why we have that why it's so important to stay com utilizing the Macs. Well, I think, I think first of all, I'd like to say thank you to Paul Borlotti for the fact that, that he is interested in our whole district. He's not just interested in this or just that. Uh, and he's also interested in, in having the system run correctly for all of us. And we all went through that crash some years ago where nothing worked. And that was chaos. And we don't want to go through that again. It's a matter of, of he and I getting together, uh, working together, sharing some ideas, and, and, and then looking at the facts. And I think once uh, Mr. Bordelotti saw the facts and, and where uh, the premise of this course was put in 11, 12 years ago based on what colleges were doing and what industry was doing, what software were they using, what hardware were they using. We went back. We did the same research all over again. Mm -hmm. Top schools, top businesses in the area, in the nation, what are they doing? They're Mac, uh, and we have the latest software thanks to Invensys, and now thanks to Paul and, and you people uh, in the town of Foxborough, we're going to have the latest computers that are going to take care of this course for years to come. And, and I think it's a matter of if you present some, some, the information and the rationale, then it's, 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 it's good for everybody. And I think that that's exactly what occurred, and uh, now we're moving forward. Outstanding. That's very helpful just to keep that yeah. perspective, because it's always been the standard, and then there's some, well, maybe we can save money this, but the research was done again, and this is still the standard. And it's and I think it's a credit to the program to, to do it in the, in, in the right way. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Well, I'll give you a little aside. <laughs> we have a Dell downstairs in our office, and my wife uses that all the time. So she sits down to Dell, and she fires it up and wants to get on her work email. And she's sitting there, and all of a sudden I hear this bellowing from the office, and I come downstairs, and I say, what's the matter? Said, what is it doing this for? I said, I don't know, but if you, if you want to get on real quick, come on upstairs to my Mac and get right on. <laughs> she's like, you're no help. <laughs> I, I have always liked Macs. And I always will. And they, to me, the software, and it just runs easier. And it just is, it's, it's intuitive. Well, I wouldn't, I, I, I'm not that, that way, but um, having spent time recruiting graphic designers, are, that, is, that is and remains the, the standard out there in industry. So, and the fact that our kids are exposed to that is just so critical. So, I'd also like so to much. also, let me just add one more thing to that. 
there was a lot of other people that advised myself and I think Mr. Bordelotti on, on this whole thing too. And I think it, it became, a, it, it, it was a group decision. It wasn't one person's decision over another person's decision, but it was, it was a collective mm -hmm. uh, agreement, which I think is, 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 is very positive. Good teamwork. Juliet, can you give us your spin on the, what you've been through? Well, they're the best teachers at the school, obviously. I'm going to say that as well. It's okay. I want to hear. I don't know about that, Julia. <laughs> All right, Miss Kagan's the best teacher at the school. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, well, I'm like a late bloomer in the whole art thing. I didn't start till this summer. So... They kind of had to work with me fast, so. It sounds like you caught up fast. Yeah. yeah, but I couldn't have done any of it without them, so I have to thank all three of them. They and, all helped me in their own for ways. So many, for so many, yeah. it's just so critical. Yeah, but it's nice to find your niche and, and to watch it grow and change. Well, it's cool how like, your hobby and your profession can be the same thing. Right. That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> so was it, you were also heavily involved in your book. Was it your uh, involvement, activity with your book that got you excited and turned on about graphics and art? Um, well, I'd always been into graphic design. And then I started, I got a camera for Christmas last year. So I started doing photography. And then by the end of my junior year, I like looked up the top graphic design schools and it wasn't liberal arts schools. So wasn't going there. Go? Where are you hoping to go up to? Hopefully RISD, which is like number one in the country yeah. for graphic yeah. design. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's because you're an outstanding student and we have an outstanding department. And that was another a good example of teamwork. In fact, I, I don't want to embarrass Juliet, but sometimes she hasn't been here and we had mentioned, I'd like to mention again, she's been working on that portfolio and attending an extra course that will help her get it get accepted into RISD. So we're always glad when you're, when you're here and thank you for sharing that with us. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Anyone else? Thank you. 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 Okay, uh, we reviewed <clears throat> last week, uh, we reviewed the uh, draft of the uh, capital plan and uh, we included we included that briefly misplaced PowerPoint presentation for everyone. And, uh, and, and these, this is really our request. We, uh, we think that uh, this is a, a, a good plan. Uh, it's, it certainly has a lot of merit in terms of uh, plans from the last few years, uh, just to review for the committee and for the public. Uh, we have a very good replacement plan for our school buses. Uh, we know that our school buses, uh, the the uh, oldest ones, are getting near the end of um, of their uh, life, and we know that a good plan. And we we've had good success in the last couple of years purchasing some some new ones, and we've heard. Bruce mentioned it, and we've heard from others the positive nature of, of uh, making sure that our transportation system continues to function efficiently and 
and effectively. Uh, copy a program, uh, we, I think we've done a good job uh, with that. I give, I give Paul and his team a lot of credit. Uh, there's uh, nothing more frustrating for, and we almost never hear it, nothing more frustrating having been a principal and having seen this happen where the copier breaks down and you have to wait a day or two for uh, people to come in and, and uh, fix it. We've actually had a, a very good program here just because of the constant replacement and uh, monitoring to make sure that, uh, that we know what we're, what we're doing. Jerry had a, a brief piece of what we're, what we're doing in terms of computer upgrades. Uh, we want to continue that program uh, here at the high school and the Taylor School. Uh, we finished our program. Uh, we'll be finishing our program at the Ahern. Uh, we think that that's a, a valuable, along with uh, infrastructure upgrades. Uh, we have a history point here, I guess, in the system. I wasn't here at the time when things broke down and were down for uh, quite a few days, I guess. And we've had just great service uh, with our with our technology team. But we need to continue to make sure that we're upgraded. Uh, Bruce had mentioned when Paul Bordelotti was here, you know, upgrading our uh, our network and our operating system so that we're much more current. That's going to take us some time and some uh, some dollars. A uh, big project that uh, we're um, uh, we're going to work with the building committee, but we want to put as a placeholder for uh, the capital is uh, is this paving project when we finish uh, the entire high school repair project. So uh, that one will present my senses sitting having sat on that. Uh, capital committee for the last few years that uh, we'll probably put it to the side, but know that at some point in time, if the building project can't fund it, we'll have to do that. Uh, the one that I think is going to tie in nicely uh, is uh, all the work that uh, the borough school uh, folks have been doing, the PTO and the playground committee, and for us to be able to pave that, uh, that whole parking area and around the playground area and in the back uh, will be a major upgrade. Uh, for the exterior of that uh, of that building, so we think that that's an important one. And then we want to also get in the loop with uh, the Mass School Building Authority uh, and get a statement of interest going for the infrastructure work uh, along with the roof, but uh, infrastructure work at Farrell, uh because we know that that's needed. Even though we, you know, we've uh, things are up and operating fine at this point in time, we know that just as with this building a few years ago, things are getting old and, and uh, we need not only to replace them because of a fear of them breaking down, but also for better energy efficiency. So I think that um, that's our capital plan uh, and uh, we uh, certainly welcome comment questions and at some point in time we'll need approval so that we can forward it to the town. So no changes from last week? No, no changes. <coughs> I think we are. And I think, for the record, we should state again that uh, what's terrific is that you all have laid out a multi-year plan. So it's within context of proper planning, budgeting, trying to do what's right by the town, and also what's right by the schools. So I know we had a lot of confidence last week looking at the whole plan, and then within that, uh, this particular plan. I think one of the things we probably need to stress a little bit, especially when you look at the Barlow School, when you're talking about the sidewalks and the parking lots and stuff, you know, if, if it's a safety issue, if those sidewalks are deteriorating, it's one thing when we're there, but if somebody gets hurt when we're not there, right. we're still liable either way. So mm -hmm. I, I think when it gets to that point that um, you just can't keep putting it off. And I think people have to, you know, you pay now, you pay later in a lawsuit. So, you know, if, if they've deteriorated that much, then certainly 
that needs to be stressed to the CIP people that we just can't keep putting this on hold because I know the Taylor there was some pretty significant yeah, yeah, issues. Taylor there. was mm -hmm. yeah Taylor uh, was significant and Burrell's not far behind. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, we'll actually be able to see it better when the snow clears, but yeah. uh, it it isn't. Uh, we it have isn't, more heaving. It, it isn't in, right, and that's yeah. part of it too. It isn't it isn't in good shape, and it it does need. And I think the timing is really right yeah. on this one for Burrell because of the playground finishing off that whole playground project. Well, it's attractive It'll to really people on the it, weekend. So and and as we've said when we were talking about the playground project, that playground in East is, is East Foxborough's playground. It's yeah. not just the mm -hmm. Burrell School playground; yeah. it's East mm -hmm. Foxborough's playground. So yeah. really having that area, I think, is a, would be a big upgrade for that part of the community. I think, Martha, you make a very good point, and I know that I have um, to have faith in you, Dr. Martis, and also I know Michael Leary is always there, and it does come down to a safety issue. We saw that at Taylor, and um, why not to the same deterioration, the degree of deterioration as Taylor, mm -hmm. it is not far behind, right. and that whole design and layout, I hope the snow stays in place because it's probably an unsafe design the way that right. that is set out, and it's not functioning well for the for the school so it so it really is time my only question is are these in priority order because we always like to I know that's how the uh, the capital committee moves on them so so just for our edification are we still in that um, that th th this is kind of the priority yeah. order <clears throat> so yeah, we 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 know the high school we know this project is important and you know my sense is if if we uh, didn't have confidence that the that the uh, whole project would come in uh, under budget, we would perhaps have a discussion about reprioritizing mm -hmm. because we really do want to finish this building off yeah. as well. Right. And we might want to say, well, wait a minute, let's if we can't do them both in one year, you know, but we, you know, I'm pretty confident, Paul, you speak to the, and Michael Larry's fit, yeah. seem pretty confident that the building committee would know that this is an important piece to finish this off. And that, just for the public, again, we talked about it last week, but uh, for the high school, the, the original was just to come up the driveway, continue up the driveway from what was done three years ago, uh, and just do that middle parking lot and just around where kind of the buses come in. But uh, the new plan has both of the large parking areas in the, in the back of the building. Uh, which is important. So, when and I, it's time to stress that there are safety issues. Michael Leary does a wonderful job, but we have wires hanging out, and we've got kids right. that got concrete beams. I mean, before the snow, it, right. it's time. And it, uh, it, this is a lot of money, but just to, you know, for our public at home and parents, just the square footage of what it takes for the high school. We started in 2005. We could only do that little strip. Right. We had to wait until 2008 because there was never any money in capital or in the budget or revolving funds. And, you know, in the meantime, not only around the building, but on the side of where the cafeteria is and the tennis courts and the other main for our st and staff, those parking lots continue to deteriorate. Right. So do you think it's likely that, because times are so tough, that we'll get to the bottom of the list, or do you think uh, that we do I, a partial? Or? It's, I think it's hard. That's a good question, Kate. I think going in every, every year, it's really hard to tell, because uh, until we finish the final budget, we, we really won't have a we really won't have a number, and I, th I think what I know what Randy Scollins is working on with Kevin Pecos now is trying to get close to that. Here's the amount of money we'd like to devote, and the other part of it is I haven't seen what the other department requests look like, so we don't have that packet. Our meeting is March 12th, um, Saturday, March 12th, and uh, so it's it's hard to tell. We we 
tend not to get every everything completely. But well, one year they took out the copiers in the middle. <laughs> That's what I'm wondering. I hope that doesn't happen. I think you're going to know until you get to the meeting. Yeah, until we get to the, until we get to the meeting and find out what some of the other and and the and the other part of it that I've learned well, uh, the town this town does it really well is that they they're pretty creative about funding sources. So when you know when water and sewer need something, they look at the enterprise fund. So it's not just free cash. Uh, we look at ambulance receipts for some of the fire equipment. You know those kinds of things. That's you know that's some, grab from one spot that's some creative, creative things, and you know there's maybe some some of the larger fire equipment uh, they may want to bond. We've been talking about bonding uh, a new ladder truck. That I don't know whether that'll come up. It'll probably come up for discussion. I don't know what'll happen with it, but you know that, those are the kinds of things that this town has a, does a good job of saying. Okay, we can purchase this and we can pay it using you know this amount. But I don't know what the bottom line free ours comes out of free cash for the most part. Yes, there, there was a year, a couple of years ago, where we funded some at the direction of the safety committee. They were uh, some of the items were funded out of revolving accounts, right? But for the yeah. most part, it's free cash, right? Right. And I think as our revolving accounts have dwindled and the budgets have gotten tighter, I know last year at that meeting I just said no, I don't think we're going to be able to make a contribution. Just the a last question I have, if I may, just for. Um, for my own edification and that for, for others, generally when we do building repairs or, you know, renovations, mm -hmm. they don't cover paving because that's considered a maintenance item. And so if they've, this is, I think the shelf life of 20, 25 years, we get the most mileage out of our roofs and our pavement, but they're beyond, re, you know, repair. They need to be redone. So just so that the advisory knows and other parents know, that's something we can't put under the renovation. Right. So and, and that's really more part of the new... MSBA that uh, restarted itself in, in the treasurer's office a few years ago, uh, where they redid the rules. So it was a point in time when you could actually do that. Right. I mean, particularly if you were you know building new or you were renovating somewhat extensively. Uh, I know when we were renovating Medfield High School, you know, 15 years ago, we had we put in a new field, a new track. That's not a discussion anymore. So pavement wouldn't be on the table. So that's good for people to realize right. that. Yeah. I think people realize when they're driving around the roads, uh, you know, today after mm -hmm. they some of the snow has melted, <coughs> you know, what disarray these roads are. So, I mean, I, when this, these parking lots here are definitely going to be yeah. suffering in addition to just the, the wear and tear that they've been going through. Um, Paul, do you think you could speak at all to the efficiency, the, the, in terms of the Burl School and the Renovation that would come from there, how we might be saving money in terms of the efficiency of a heating system there. I mean, are we looking at kind of the same situation potentially? I know it's premature, but you know, here at the high school where we'll probably be saving money perhaps. Yeah, I would think. I think that's something people we don't you know, should use, know when they think about. We don't use the energy to anywhere near um, the degree we do at the high school. The Borough School is about 40,000 square feet. High school is 200,000. Okay. So, yeah, from a magnitude right. standpoint, it's relatively, it's 20%. Um, but my assumption would be uh, the windows, the boilers, the roof, I mean, the unit ventilators, pretty much everything is going to be a retrofit that would provide us with energy savings. Now, we did a, a lighting retrofit at the Borough School two years ago, I think. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but along with the roof would become extra insulation. and uh, So, that yeah, there definitely would be a savings. But, again, uh, we don't spend anywhere near the amount on utilities at the two small elementary schools as we do. Uh, oh, does anybody school. ever do those thermal pictures anymore so you can actually see where your heat's going? 
Do they ever do those anymore? I think they do, but I didn't. Now that you mentioned that, we just had a. Uh, I did tell the committee we just had uh, NSTAR funded a. Uh, because we did the big lighting retrofit at the Ahern School this year, they just funded a uh, whole building assessment, and they came in and uh, I have a shopping list of items that they're proposing that they'll do and they'll fund part of it and there's a payback listed and uh, interestingly, no one did that. Uh, I'm surprised. Yeah, and especially I'm when so you annoyed. would think the um, people in Boston would want that as part of their mm. feasibility studies. Let's. Let's see if you're really losing out the windows and the doors and the roof. And well, there may not be, be payback. They do it for consumers. I'm yeah. getting one done. They do yeah. it for consumers. Well, I'm all electric, they so they, they come in, they'll offer periodically, and yeah. they'll take a picture, and you're like, holy mother. We <laughs> just did it. <laughs> we it's also, like it's glowing in the dark. National Grid just came out, and I say National Grid, it was a company that they paid, uh, came out and just did an assessment of our, uh, our walk-in coolers, walk-in freezers, yeah. um, in things that you would think of in, in that the walk-in cooler and walk-in freezer has heat tape in the doors and then there's a heating element to keep the windows from frosting up so you can see inside yeah. and uh, they're gonna, they've proposed uh, in a relatively short payback but they've proposed uh, replacing some of this heat tape uh, to a more efficient model and then changing out some of the uh, blower motors inside the ventilators inside the walk-in coolers and the freezers and uh, I was really surprised at how much they would pay and how quick the payback was on it. Well, yeah, because they, they want to conserve at all costs. I know the it, it is, it's impressive when they come out. So. We should probably put that on a future uh, agenda now that you're working more closely. Now you have some data coming back that we're kind of looking at and going back and forth. Maybe you and Mike can come to a meeting and just talk about some of the, you know, to boost some the point. It'd be good for, for the public to know what some of the things that, you know, we tend to take for granted some days, you know. But I think Paul has kind of been done that in the past. Yeah, we right. talked, yeah. Well, I talked about the lighting. Yeah. Right, the yeah. lighting we did, right. Yeah. But some of the other that they've been... Uh, all these things add up. A lot no, of them have to really do. Absolutely. I don't know if there's a camera to shut a speed fast enough though to capture the heat that was running out of these windows. The <laughs> no, I, I, all you needed was, was a, a match for the light on. Well, they did that. Remember when they brought us through in the chem lab? They we went to the corner of the building and we struck a match and the wind blew out the match. That's how that's how aerated it. You know. They also sat in there with coats and and I I said you know they should scientific approach. <laughs> Any, any other comments on the uh, CIP request? Do you want a motion? <coughs> yeah. How many motion that we accept and hopefully get them to uh, approve? I'll second. I'll second. And under discussion, I'll just make the last thought I had, Katie, which was, yeah, you know, you look at that request and there's not what I would call a lot of form in there. Yeah, there's no and, and, you know, I, I think about just Jerry's presentation just because it just happened. And one of the things he talked about was needing space at the elementary schools. And it's not like we were asking for sheds to be built on the back of our schools. I mean, I mean, these are pretty nuts and bolts kinds of things that you've got in there. So uh, to me, they're reasonable. And I, I love the curbing at the Taylor. I think they did such a nice job. You know, and, and it's not just safety, although safety is number one for sure. But I think it's point of pride and culture of excellence, you know, when you arrive at a building that looks sharp, you know. And so I can't wait to have the front of this place look the way I envision. And I think Burl as well, you know. Um, so. I'm, I, I like the plan. When you okay. consider the amount of plowing, if that was a, a black drop, it would be gone. It oh, yeah. would be chewed up and gone at this point for the plows coming through there. So. All right, so all those in favor? 4 0. Okay, thank you. Thank you.
Thank you. All right. Let's move on to the draft FY12 school calendar. Okay. And this is a um, this is a obviously a traditional event uh, looking at <laughs> next year's calendar. Uh, but we've uh, put a little twist in it this time uh, by uh, not just proposing our traditional uh, teacher start a couple of three days depending on where Labor Day falls before Labor Day, but we also have a plan that we have just started to vet with our teachers association uh, for uh, students to actually start a couple of days before Labor Day. Now, I think, I think the important thing is that I think we need to mention is it's not a huge savings in terms of days. Uh, it's timely uh, since um, I spend most of my waking hours uh, studying the calendar now for this year, and <laughs> along with weather forecasts. Uh, but you always uh, sound so, so cheery on those 4:30 a.m. messages too. I don't know how you do it. What's the secret? It's not easy. It's not easy. You sound like you've been up all night. I usually have, but maybe that's why. <laughs> I guess that answers that question. <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, but I, th I think it bears uh, a discussion, uh, and uh, you know, I'd like to have a wider discussion. You know, we'll get uh, the principals to discuss this, and, and uh, we discuss it at a principals meeting. I'll have them uh, discuss it with the faculty and school councils and, and uh, PTOs and things like that. And we'd like to hear certainly from our students whether that's a, whether this is a good idea or not. Um, actually, I have experience with this. Uh, when I, when I, my first year as a superintendent was actually the record-breaking total uh, snow accumulation, 1995-96, and uh, the Medfield Public Schools uh, did not have a start before. In fact, in their teacher contract, we don't have that here, but in their teacher contract, they had a provision that teachers did not start before Labor Day. So as we were looking at April vacation, we were looking at going to the end of June, we happened to be getting to the bargaining table. And uh, we decided to make this kind of change, and I know some of the communities in the Metro West and the uh, Tri-Valley League area followed along with us over the years. So the first calendar, um, the calendar that says start after Labor Day, that's exactly like the one we have this year. Well, uh, you know, the dates change a little bit, but it's exactly the three days for staff development before Labor Day. Um, and then we start with students on on, uh, on uh, September 6, 2011. And we have our, we have our uh, professional development days, our staff development days, and we have uh, 186 in the year. So we schedule the three before, and then we have three to schedule. So we s traditionally schedule one in October uh, to follow on on the work that we've done in August and September. And then we have had a good experience with having one for two reasons, really. One, uh, we've had one on Election Day, uh, and part of that has been just traffic patterns and things that are heard. It's been, it's been nice uh, to have just faculty in and around the district. But we've also, Debbie and her group have also collaborated in the area, offering other, where other districts tend to do the same thing. And then we have that uh, January one that we had a discussion about recently, uh, and that's, that's one that we would, you know, certainly continue to consider, uh, depending on how the weather broke uh, for us. So the real difference, because we still have the other days that we build in, instead of having two before, two professional development days before Labor Day, uh, we, I mean, instead of having the three that we've had the last couple of years, we would have two, which means we have to fit another one in. And uh, just consensus from 
the administrative team was, well, you know, we've had one in March before, uh, and it's not, it's, it's, uh, it's been a productive day for us to follow up on some projects and some activities that we've been working on, so we would, we would propose that. Mm -hmm. so, the, so the savings is really one day. The difference without any snow days is the calendar that we've traditionally had here, we would get out of school on June 19th, and the one that uh, we would start students before Labor Day, uh, we would get out on the, on the 18th. The effect when, uh, when we did it in Medfield years ago was uh, from teachers and parents, for the most part, was uh, we get a lot of routines accomplished before uh, Labor Day. So all of the paperwork and all the things and all the routines and getting acclimated to your new classroom and your schedule at the middle school and high school, uh, and then we just hit the ground running uh, the day after the day after Labor Day. So there was some of that positive effect that we didn't anticipate initially, but when we when we uh, polled people, that was an that was an effect. Some might say, um, well, you could also go on that Friday to save another day, uh, the Friday before Labor Day weekend. Uh, some districts do that, by the way, uh, I, uh, but others don't. We decided in implementing this that we would have a longer weekend right before uh, summer was ending for, for many. Uh, and that seemed to work well with people that you know, wanted to get away for one more long weekend uh, while the weather was still uh, really good. So, so, that, so there's five other different calendars that we could also present that you know, have different iterations around vacation days and you know, when you schedule and, and uh, some people debate different religious holidays and other things. And, you know, we've had, so we have two uh, plans that we should discuss and then uh, in probably a month, because I still need to do some work with the rest of the population, probably a month we'll come back and have another conversation. What I think is interesting is that the graduation date is ineffective. Like either right, no, because it's so close, right. you just have a certain number yeah. of days that... Uh, so, for those students anyway and their families, but... Um, well, actually, to, to that point, Katie, this is not, this is a little aside, but there was a question, there have been, uh, there have been questions with people who have more days that they're worried about, about, because you have a certain number of days that you're supposed to schedule graduation against when your last full day of school, your last day of school for all other students is, um, and that there's been people who may be asking that if we have other days, is that that's not, you'd schedule it with your calendar. The calendar you approve mm -hmm. is the calendar you schedule the graduation okay. day against. You don't have to worry about, you know, other days going forward. So that's a question that, that's come up a little bit. And I know there's been some, uh, there's been some uh, def more definition from the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, and, and uh, Commissioner Chester has chimed in on some of that. Well, to help move the discussion, I'll just say very briefly, be careful what you wish for. We've asked for this a number of years. You've now delivered it. So it looks good. <laughs> I think it's great. I think we should try it. Our teachers are excited about it. I think our parents will be very excited. It's a shame I will no longer have kids in the system, but it would have been nice to know, okay, what do you really need to buy this weekend <laughs> instead of waiting That's, until after? Yeah. Right, you know you know my <clears throat> my boys. So waiting until after, you know, they start, and then all week long it's cherry. It just seems much more orderly and efficient. So I'm very excited and think it will help us with, you know, getting out early. If we, God forbid, we ever have another winter <clears throat> again, I just I think it's great. 
So is your plan then to kind of go out and, and kind of address this with other groups? Like yes. you said, the administrators, yes. the parents, yes. the yes. parent leader group. Yes, yes. And we'll get some feedback. Right. Okay. In fact, Debbie and I meet uh, with uh, Todd Kayser and Claudia O'Leary, the leadership of the Teachers Association. Each month we actually have a meeting. We gave them the the uh, we gave them the draft calendar after we talked right. to the administrators about it a couple of weeks ago. And uh, we'll have some discussion. We have a meeting Wednesday again. And we'll have some discussion. And then uh, my guess is they... They will take it to their executive board. They'll okay. talk about it with the schools. But we'll also have our principals raise it at a faculty meeting, uh, talk to talk to our school councils about it, get a general feeling from, from the public uh, what they you – know, I'm, I'm always interested to hear reactions to it. Okay. I mean, I think it, it, it looks good, but, I mean, I think it's important to, you know, hear about the other stakeholders in the group, you know, and hear yeah. their feedback. So there's um, your judgment unless we get a, you know – some real concerns from those groups. I know it's rare for us to disagree as a board, but I actually view it just opposite of uh, Kate. And but Kate has far more experience than I do, you know, and as you, Dr. Marnus. But I would just think that generally the parents would prefer to have the long weekend. Mm -hmm. um, so when I was looking at the two calendars, if and and you know, keeping this current winter in mind, um, if starting school before Labor Day really saved us more than it does, yeah, and it, it's, a, it's one a, day. That's a factor here, yeah, that's right. So to me, that, that doesn't really, that's not a big advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, now, I noticed that with the start after Labor Day, we get three staff development days in a row, and with the start prior to Labor Day, we get two. I don't know yeah, how our teachers feel about that. I think we can make it work either way. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that's probably the thing we should worry about the least. Yeah. Okay. You know, because we have made it work either way. I think when we first came in, we had two. We had two. And we went to three the last couple of years, and that worked great. But you can also work well with two. We so just if, plan so, a little bit differently. So if we aren't saving a whole lot in the school calendar, getting out in June, and if our teachers can go either way, my own personal bias would be let everyone have the long weekend. But, again, I haven't been... Well, we're going to have the long weekend anyways yeah. on our Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <clears throat> when, looking back on it, what I... And, and having sit on this side of the table now, I think what I like is the fact that you've got them in there for two days to get them acclimated to coming back. Otherwise, when you go back on Tuesday, it to me it's like another lost week because you're still trying to get them on board as to what they need and, and how to. To me, I, I see this as, as a win for student achievement, getting them going ahead of time. So you've got the two days to get them acclimated, get all their stuff, get them back into the fall. They should be good to go on that Tuesday, whereas when they come in on Tuesday after Labor Day, to me it's almost like, okay, we're here. Yeah, but I think Bruce, it right. will be interesting to see. I mean, we've yeah. been pushed to this okay. because we're always asked. But you know yeah. what? It may come back. Parents may say one thing. I mean, I, I think it's right. exciting that our teachers and our principals are at least willing to entertain mm -hmm. the idea. I agree. Uh -huh. And I love the process because even if we're moving forward, when you get the feedback, the feedback may be go to number two. So you've okay. given two options. Yeah. So it's, you know, whatever the outcome, I like the process mm -hmm. that we're using to, mm -hmm. to look at it. So it could go either way, Bruce. Mm -hmm. I think we need to reserve judgment until we, you know, actually hear feedback. And mm -hmm. I think, but I think it's good that we're talking about this now. And I think, you know, sometimes one day can make a difference, too. You know, you don't know. So what's funny is when you listen to kids and their friends and relatives in other towns, already going back. They are, not. yes. So you get a mixed feeling on them. It, I, I know my grandchildren's like, when are we ever going to start again? It, they want to get yeah. back to their friends and to their routine. It does feel, though, like in comparison to other communities, 
we uh, other communities start before on. Labor Day. Would you yeah. say that, or are yeah, there not a, not all, not, not all. all. Majority, it's or? been it's been a, yeah, I would say a majority now. Okay. I would say yeah. that's a, and that's just yeah. anecdotal. I don't have yeah. any any data, any hard data okay. on that. But I would say, just from, you know, my colleagues that I talk to. I would say it's. Uh, I would say it's more common. It started. It's probably started ten or fifteen years ago. Where people were talking about, you know, talking about, uh, talking about that. Yeah. Okay. Right. Any other discussions? You just kind of wanted this. I just wanted to just some ideas yep. and some feedback, and that was good. Thank you. Did you get enough? I, I, cer <laughs> I, cer I certainly did. I certainly did. I'm not asking for a unanimous vote today. That's for sure. I'm doing this job a long time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, we're going to work on this. <laughs> other, other matters. Um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to start with our student representatives to see if they have anything for under other matters. Nice to see both of you here this evening, <laughs> by the way. Um, there's a talent show next week, February 17th. Excellent. It's Thursday. I think it's at 7. Okay. Either one of you in it? No. 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 <laughs> We've heard from about Juliet's talents tonight. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have, uh, as Debbie mentioned, we're having the music coming That's up. Right. So, so <laughs> Eddie, you be ready. Don't miss that meeting. <laughs> 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 what, what did you say the date was again, Juliet? On that February seventeenth. February seventeenth. Is that someone's birthday? Is that Juliet's birthday? Maybe on the same day. Yeah. Happy early oh. birthday. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, do you have anything? Yeah. Uh, tomorrow here at the high school is going to be a concert with the 8th grade band yeah. combined with the wind ensemble and the uh, symphonic winds will be performing that as well. That's at 7 p.m. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good show. So. Mm. We have to be the selectmen tomorrow night. I might be able to catch That's right. Yeah. That's right. Um, they had the concert the other night. Uh, the uh, music concert was held, a winter concert, last week which was wonderful, absolutely wonderful. They did a spectacular job. Eddie, you were there? <laughs> you guys were awesome, all, all of the music groups. Um, does anybody else have anything under the matter? Yes, yeah, one, one of the things that I'm sure the committee knows, the public may not, from our goals is that we were scheduled to have wellness uh, tonight. Um, uh, and I meant to mention this at the last meeting. But uh, Paula Quattromoni, who's doing, a, doing uh, some work on our nutrition side, uh, wasn't able to make it. So uh, we're going to schedule that one for March 14th. So our first meeting in March, uh, she, uh, Paula and Dave Gibbs will give us our wellness uh, update. Obviously from you know, some of the, we the wellness work going on here, and there's some really exciting things going on. So that, that'll be a good topic. Yes. Um, actually, Bev and I wanted to update you as the policy subcommittee. We had a little vacation after all of those drafts that we had to get through. But we have given a lot of thought to what process we use to update our policy manual, so I'd just like to brief you very quickly. Um, Bev and I have been going through individually, and then we are going to meet. We're going to give you two dates. We believe we'll need two to post two meetings. And we'd like to ask each of our colleagues just to spend 15, 20 minutes and flip through your book and see if there's anything that's, that, that stands out or that you think we should particularly take a look at so that in that way it's comprehensive, we don't miss anything. And if you could have um, any of your suggestions back to us, um, we'll check in with you at our next, uh, at the March 14th meeting. 
Um, and we'll give you a, 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 another update then. We'd also, just for your information, want to make sure this is acceptable. We're targeting to have everything finished with the policy manual and our recommendations uh, by our April 25th meeting. Uh, or actually, we'd start for the 4th, and then we'd like to finalize and take be ready to take the, the, the vote on the 25th uh, prior to the um, May election. Good, good. So if that sounds like a plan. Great. Thank you, a plan. That's good. That's the plan. So, you know, one of the things we we really, so far, we didn't find major changes. It was minor. In fact, it was with Wendy's input when we went looking for the computer usage. It was under curriculum. So we thought, aha, perhaps we should retitle some, stay with a, with very much the, the, the index system that Mass gave us, but perhaps we need to customize it. Um, so we're, we have a leading expert here that is taking care of Bev and I as we go through that. You know, go, go back and check with um, Jim Hardy as far as if you're going to start re-lettering um, and stuff, make sure that we're not... Oh, no, 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 let me be clear. Not re-lettering, but there, in fact, we already checked the title. Okay. I said, Jim, why... Why ever would we have put under there? Because we had questions, if, okay. as you recall, about computer usage yeah. when we redid that, updated that policy. And he said, that was our titling of it. <laughs> so, but index, we just, wouldn't, just we're not messing, we're not messing with their index because that, that's right. You pay a lot, dealing time, energy. Yeah, that's for sure. This is more of that. No, I gave you the Okay, well then, do I have a motion to... Oh. Adjourned? Oh, you already did your work. Very good. Second. <coughs> Any further discussion? Discussion? <laughs> All those in favor of adjourning? Four zero. Adjourned. Good night.